The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Florida Department of Health, Escambia County. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It is Pep Talk, Pensacola Expert Panel. We thank you so much for joining us this morning. And man, this is a treat. Marie Mott, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm I was not so quite excited. Sure why it's a treat? I, I, it's the Florida Department of Health, and it's so exciting because, like, I, you do so much for the community, and I've read your name like a million times, working for news and just all the great stuff that you guys do. Whenever there was anything out, you'd let us know and just. We're very thankful for you in Escambia County and well, everything that you do. Right, and I gotta say, it's not me. I, I know there you have is a staff. A, an I awesome know that. Team I of, know there is of Cracker Jack public health professionals at the health department, and then partnering with um, EMS and other great partners mm-hmm. in the community um, to really try to protect, promote, and improve the health of, of people in our county and in the state of Florida. So. God, it's a lot, and I love the Department of Health. You guys are right over by the sheriff's substation, right? Is that, yes, yeah. over there next to the bus station, too. That's right. Yeah, I was going to say, I've gone over there to get my COVID shots and my everything. You guys are so helpful. Like, you walk in, there's signs everywhere. Everybody's extremely nice. Just trying to help you get better, you know, help you stay healthy. Well, it's so wonderful. Well, I'm I didn't mean to group you out. I'm like, oh, my God, Marie Mott. <laughs> <laughs> Here, sign this so I can get it tattooed in. <laughs> but you were awesome. And who do we have with us? So um, we have a, a representative here today from Escambia EMS. I know Ms. Joey. I'm going to let him introduce yes. himself a little bit more when he talks about his program. But, um, but we're coming into the end of August, and the 31st is Overdose Awareness Day. Um, oh, no. And so if, if you haven't heard... If you haven't heard, that we have a lot of issues in Escambia and in this part of Florida in general with, with overdose and overdose deaths. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, the core program and, and how that relates to what, what's going on in our community to try to impact that. But first, I just want to talk a little bit about the other thing you may not have noticed lately. It's hot. Is it? It's hot. <laughs> it's awful. And, and, and Joey's coming from Texas, and he's like, yeah, oh. it's hot. <laughs> where, where are you from in Texas, Joe? San, San Antonio. Oh, okay. Oh, I've heard of that. Hot. Just kidding. Yeah, no, they got the Spurs. That's a great city. We're glad you're here. So uh, anyway, it's, um, you know, just want to remind people to take precautions against heat illness, heat stress, and, you know, heat-related issues, including sunburn, because it's not only hot, it's sunny. Um, and and when you're sunburned, then you can't dissipate heat the way you should. So it makes it even more risk for heat-related illnesses. But but just a general reminder, you know, stay hydrated, stay yeah. in the shade if you can. Um, if you know, the AC on my house went out last week or so. That was not fun. But okay, we had a go out last month. So yeah, I can relate. Yeah. If, if you're in a situation where you don't have access to air conditioning, you know, find a place that does. The public libraries are awesome. Mm-hmm one of my favorite places to go not just for air conditioning just because yeah right um so that's one suggestion um but uh you know stay stay out of the heat as much as you can um drink plenty of fluids i'm gonna let joey and his ems expertise maybe chime in with a tip (laughs) most definitely definitely sunscreen definitely hydrate don't wait until you're thirsty you're already behind the eight ball (laughs) no right they say that yeah yeah. I was going to say, I can see she's coming around to adjust the mic. Sorry, <laughs> but, I'm a radio rookie. So. 
so uh, yeah, so yeah, that's a good one. Don't wait till you're thirsty. Go ahead and just drink proactively. And I'm gonna take a sip of my water in just a minute that I brought in. Also, my water. Um, <laughs> it's Dr. Pepper, and I know that soda's bad for you. So please don't yell at me. Any of y'all? Okay. No, but yeah, you want to stay hydrated. It's sunscreen. I imagine helps. Sunscreen, good shade, a lightweight, loose-fitting clothing, um, uh, hats. You know, to, to right those for shade. Hats, yeah. Um, and again, you know, just anything you can do to stay out of the heat. It's almost impossible to to do that around here, but um, but do do you know anything you can there? So, um, and if you do see somebody that's having a heat emergency, absolutely call nine one one. But you want to start the cooling process. Pour water on their head, okay. armpits. Um, not asking anybody to get too cozy with anybody. Um, but that's important to start the cooling process to help them to hopefully prevent getting a heat stroke, which is sometimes irreversible. <laughs> right. Yeah. How do you know somebody's having a heat stroke? Yeah, or how do you know if you, you're signs. having a heat stroke? It'll start showing almost like they're having a neurological stroke. Oh, um, like a stroke? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've never, like? I, I've never thought about that. Jan, ask that again. What does that look like? So when you, when you, in truth, the brain is quite fascinating. And the fact is, there's no one symptom. A lot of times you'll see slurred speech. Um, you might see somebody staggering around, oftentimes gets mistaken for somebody who's intoxicated. Uh, sometimes they'll develop a facial droop um, that will be resolved when they start getting hydrated or cooled. Um, but that's going to be later on down the line in the emergency room. But most importantly is to recognize the emergencies happening. If you feel off, if something's not right, you feel like you're moving in slow motion, it's probably time to take a quick break, step back, start the cooling process. Right. Man, that's scary. I hadn't really thought about it because you, you hear the word heat stroke all the time and you just think, oh, somebody's got a bad sunburn, but you don't think about it like a stroke stroke. Man, that's awful. Yeah, you know, and be, and be aware of, of folks that you're around that might be particularly vulnerable and maybe less aware, like small children, sometimes older adults. Absolutely. You know, might not be as aware of the fact that they're feeling thirsty or they're feeling tired, sometimes little children, it's just they're extra fussy and that can be a sign too of, of going into that you know, overheated kind of phase. So. Is Gen it just water or is it, would it also be uh, something like a Powerade or a Gatorade or an electrolytes? Uh, what, I mean, what would be the best thing to get someone quickly rehydrated? Start with water first okay. um, because a lot of times there's either so much sodium in some of those electrolyte drinks, or if you're going to go that route, probably do like a mixture of half and half, half water, half um, some sort of electrolyte okay. uh, beverage. But um, you don't actually know it which electrolyte they're deficient in until later on down the line, but the most important part is to hydrate. And, yeah, that's a, that's a preventive, proactive, and, <laughs> and a responsive thing is that hydrating. I imagine, too, that will help with the cooling, especially if it's a little bit of a cooler liquid, um, you know. But water is the best thing in right. terms of what you need to be drinking. If someone is able to continue to, to eat and drink before they get into, like, a really impacted situation, eating eating regular food and drinking water is, is usually going to get you what you need in terms of electrolytes. Oh, okay. So um, there's exceptions for people that are – you know, extensive sweating phases and things like that. Right, but, right. But most of us, probably any of us standing around this room, you know, if we're just drinking water and eating our regular meals, we're, we're usually in a good situation. 
So nice. Yeah, it's something to think about too. And Jenna, um, who you met just a little bit earlier, and she hosts used to host Pep Talk here. Uh, and, and she filled in for Andrew McKay this morning with Bobby Rossi. Her next door neighbor had a heat stroke. It was an elderly friend because we were saying, you know, check on your pets, make sure they got plenty of shade and water before you leave your house, and, and check on your elderly friends and neighbors when it's heat like this. And that's what happened. Her neighbor was walking her dog and just psh, passed out and hit her head and blood. And, and the hospital, like EMTs, came and everything. And uh, and she seems to be doing fine now. But that's, you know, you just don't think it's going to happen. And it's been. So, I mean, we, we're setting records here with the heat, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's hot. It's hot. But I, let's get to the real reason why we're here today, and that's to talk about overdose awareness and opioid yes. recovery. Um, and so I don't know if you want to start with a little background on CORE or? Well, uh, CORE was actually started in Palm County uh, in Florida by uh, Dr. Courtney Phillips okay. and, her, and her team, where they piloted a program sending folks out into the field and getting folks, as opposed to just going to the ER, and getting discharged and then repeating the process, they actually started getting on medicated assisted therapies like Suboxone. Um, and right, they saw and we've heard of that, yeah. Tremendous success, tremendous, tremendous success. And that has since branched off and given the Escambia County rates and numbers, uh, we were chosen by the state of Florida and the Surgeon General uh, to participate in the program. Building this program, we had to build it to fit Escambia County because you know we're not we're not palm <laughs> right, right right we're our own entity and um you know it's so what we're doing now is we're working with both our ems field providers who are recognizing these folks in the field and then sending us a referral or contacting me in real time doesn't matter day or night i answer the phone mm-hmm. much to my family chagrin yeah right. but still <laughs> we appreciate it very very much absolutely because at the end of the day we have a responsibility to take care of our, our, our neighbors, our citizens, and, and make sure that they're safe and healthy. You know, we all share, we share the same mission. We just, we do, may do different things, but it's all a part of the same, oh, same goal. And there's a lot of overdoses in Escambia County, like a lot. Have you seen more than Palm, you think, or do you know well, if, if, what the numbers are? We, we lead the state per capita. That's oh, comforting. Overdose deaths. I could we talk to the sheriff like every week too, and he says that it's just it's so sad. It's a lot of drugs, yeah. It's yeah. extremely sad. I mean, that's how this became to my heart, is both from being a field provider and seeing so many, so many I could not save. Mm-hmm. Um, and there had to be more, and that's what I told both my chief, uh, my team. There has to be more we can do for these folks. Um, currently, Escambia County uh, pulled our EMS data because that's what I also do in my spare time. Uh, is we're currently, when I walked in this room, 2,341 overdoses. Can you repeat that number? 2,341 overdoses. And that's calendar year to date, probably. It is. Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry, sorry. Where it's more prevalent. Well, I would say between the 30 to to 45 year old, but I've I've personally administered Narcan to a child as young as three. How did they get it? It's so, so sad. It is. Uh, you know, I always say that, and, and this is something where we're turning the page because until we can make treatment as easy to attain as it is the drug, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to be up against an eight ball. And that's what we're doing with this program is reducing the barriers and the access to care and the stigma. Sure. 
uh, because we'll go to their home. We will, in an unmarked vehicle, we will go to your home and we will have this conversation, tough conversation, and we will start the healing process there. We will start giving them Suboxone, Mm -hmm. but more than that, we'll start working on the entire individual. So do you need a job? Let's work on that. Do you need, what kind of social support services are you, are you requiring? Do you need food assistance? That way, when we get ready to transition these patients from our direct care to our partners at Community Health Northwest Florida, that they're ready to go. And then the infrastructure is already built. And we, that's right, not. They're all it, set with MANA or, or whoever, right, United Way, and, right? Absolutely. And we continue the process. We always tell them we're the uh, annoying family you didn't know you wanted. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's true. We will we will show up nonstop. I've had people tell me, "Well, I'll try it. I'm not go- I'm not going to be successful." And now they're on their first time in their life, three weeks sober. Mm-hmm. Right. I've I've seen that too. Yeah. There's a, a Apple Market in Pensacola. There was a young man that had issues and. And Suboxone was his savior, you know, and it was people that would come and help him, and then now he's fine. And he and his family are fine, but it, you don't always see the good luck, the good side of that. So yeah. that's, that's amazing. It is. That's, amazing. that's the foundation to the CORE program, is, and CORE stands for uh, Coordinated Opioid Recovery. Um, and so there's a coordination of partners that do this, but we're moving as many barriers to success as, as possible. So like Joey said, finding out, you know, not only – kind of what their current situation is, but what are their needs to just sustain a successful life. So um, hooking them up with whatever kind of resources are, are needed to make sure that they can be gainfully employed yeah. and um, maybe get access, hopefully, to you know health insurance and things like that. Um, what are t- other types of medical care they need? Once they transition them to community health, they try to make sure that those needs are covered. So if they have other illnesses or, or conditions that may not even be an illness, but, you know, diabetes or high blood pressure or something mm-hmm. like that, that all of that is covered. So oh, wonderful. And teaches you how to take care of it through that. And uh, my goodness. I mean, we're teaching a young man how to budget and. Oh, sure. They should teach that from kindergarten, man. So. I could have used it. Well, <laughs> so, do, yeah. do you provide any kind of mental health care or um, that realm of addiction so that's where that, that piece, we're, we start with the acute phase of the process, um, but as far as trans, once they get into community health, that's where it's, we handle all the wraparound services. So okay. they don't just see someone who's going to prescribe them Suboxone, they're gonna see a behavioral health specialist because nobody set off life saying, I wanna be an addict when I grow up. So there's a lot of underlying right. issues that, that they're gonna hit at, and it's gonna be a hard road. I always tell my team, the road to recovery is a very windy road, and sometimes it re- loops back, and sometimes it goes forward. But it, it it's more about the persistence um, and patience. Right. That's the only way that these folks are finally going to get where they want to be. Do you guys need? I mean, volunteers maybe, or is there? How does somebody help? Well, that's what we're that's what we're working on now okay. is what that's going to look like. Um, I know that the county and the city are working together mm-hmm. as far as uh, an event called real change that'll be out in Brownsville at, towards the end of September, which is also going to be another kickoff for the core program oh, as wonderful. well. Um, and which it, we're all looking forward to because it's near and dear to our heart. Sure. I mean, every one of us, my nurses and my EMTs, 
I don't think they've ever worked just a one regular normal 12-hour shift since they've started. <laughs> yeah, they don't come home and go, nothing's happened today. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Even when they're off the clock, they're right. calling me, hey, True. how did this yeah. patient do today? Yeah. Oh, great. There's a, there's a genuine love and care. Um, and it, that part is, is truly amazing to see uh, the way that development has, has occurred. Because these patients aren't patients, they're family. Sure. Man. How, how would somebody find out more information? Is there a website? Well, we're working there? on the website. Okay. However, the, the easiest way is our phone number is 850-477-HELP. Okay. And call us. We have a nurse that's standing by. They're out in the field. Uh, it'll route to their cell phone. But call us anytime. We want to help. Literally yeah. anytime. I mean, that's... Yeah, night or day. Night or day. That's amazing. At, you know, we, at the point that someone is ready to make that change, mm -hmm. we want to be able for, for them to get what they need at that time. So like Joey said, you know, somebody answers that phone any time mm -hmm. of day or night because if it's 2 o'clock on a Saturday morning, you don't want to call and have somebody say, well, we can get you in Thursday at 1245. Yeah, and we've all had that happen with... So right. yeah, so somebody will respond right then and there and start right. the process. And you guys at EMS will manage them for pretty much as long as it takes to get that community health appointment, and then they'll take over from there. So it is a coordinated effort. Oh, that's so from wonderful. From start to finish. And it's got to be, as far if there's anybody listening that, that has somebody addicted in your family or has the opioid issues, uh, I would imagine the hardest part, it, like, you know, for like me walking into a gym, you know, like the first part is walking in and signing up, you know what I mean? And that is maybe the, the hardest part is making that call. And I want to give it 477-HELP. And we'll have this on our podcast as well. You can look up that number and, and call and encourage them to call. So. Absolutely. And is money, I know money goes a long way. Are you guys collecting for, or maybe when you have the website set up, there'll be ways to donate well, if that's a need. currently we're state funded. Okay. So that, that's, that's great. That's great. Absolutely. So there's zero cost. In fact, we ask no, nothing about insurance. We don't care. Okay. Uh, all we want to do is make sure that they can get the help they need. Um, as far as where we stand in the community, I mean, we we all know that there are certain things that we're going to have to overcome. Oh, sure. Uh, but we've we've started with Waterfront, uh, where as they've offered us up six beds uh, for great. our patients, which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we're still working on 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 working for our uh, low barrier shelters for women, but mm -hmm. we're going to get there. That's uh, great. Because we're so persistent, we'll annoy you until we get it. <laughs> oh, my God, that's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah, waterfront just houses men, I think, right now. For now, right? yes. Yeah, and there's lots of ways to help Waterfront, too, and we'll put that on the podcast page as well, like not just donating, but, you know, the thrift store. <laughs> and donating to the thrift store and buying stuff from it, and uh, that goes to help a long way. Waterfront has been great for this community. And Gosh, just like this core program, this is amazing. It is amazing. And certainly, you've seen lots of ODs. I, that number, again, just – Two thousand three hundred and forty-one, just in the last calendar year. Just, just from. And that's a Scambia County, right? That's just a Scambia. Oh my gosh! The U.S. number, I have that. You have the what's the U.S. number? And this is all from EMS mm -hmm. data. Mm -hmm. So it's one thousand forty. Or sorry, one million forty-four thousand nine hundred and twelve, oh, with nineteen thousand nine hundred and forty-eight fatalities. My goodness, it's weird to think that a Scambia County is higher than, say, Miami Dade. Or, you know what I mean? Just because it's yeah. a bigger city and, you know, in a bigger area. Wow. And my gosh. And their number might be higher, like their absolute number, but, you know, per 100,000 yeah, residents. It's just, that, right, that right. Number I see what you're saying. Yeah. Giving us. Golly. Is, 
significant. It is huge. It's it's uh, God. We're so grateful to you and to, to have people like this in our our county for many reasons. It did. It just seemed. Uh, it kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, for me, like, you know, you move to Pensacola and you think, wow, this is fine. But, and then, yeah, just suddenly there was opioids. I'd never heard the word before. And by that time it was too late. It's everywhere. It's very much similar to some of the stories that are told along like the, like in the Appalachians where really the hotbed kind of kicked everything off. You know, you you don't necessarily notice it until it's eventually right at your front doorstep. Absolutely, yeah. My gosh. And I I think Joey mentioned a word that I'm going to bring up now, and that's stigma, because I think one of the problems is that there's been such a stigma attached to opioid use, uh, substance use, mental health issues, that it's always been kind of swept under carpet, literally. and. And that's that's not really the way to to make a healthy community. So you know we can talk about that and not be afraid to ask questions of the people that we love and support the people that we love no matter what. And you know try to get them the care that they need. Um, that's going to help reduce that initial number of, of right. responses. You know down the road. So not to so that's the, another important. The thing other stuff too. that goes off that like less crime, better family, better you know just course a lot of goodness comes with like yeah. losing the drugs and that's yeah. uh, man that's so wonderful it's so wonderful for you to, to visit us and have this core program and and talk to us about it man it's I, I every time I get my COVID vaccine I always try to tip your people and they won't take no, it no. you know what I mean they need tip jars that's how I feel about you guys we just uh, we're so appreciative of everything that you guys do just a, a thank you and a smile is all that we need oh, I, that's so. what they said too it's like whatever so, <laughs> that's fine same same uh but I'd be remiss if I didn't thank my team because they're the ones an that do team. an amazing job. And, and when I say that whenever they seek downtime, which is never, they're <laughs> always going into the homeless encampments. They're going out to the places that you wouldn't think, wait, why are they going there? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. They're not afraid. Man, it's so wonderful. We are so we're the luckiest county in the world. I mean, we're generous. We we have a uh, Impact 100, which I know will help your program soon, and it does a lot with the community. And it's actually Impact a thousand. There's over a thousand women, very generous, but also super compassionate in Escambia County. We're very lucky to have people like you with the hearts like that here. And thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And uh, man, we, well, we we love our health department. Remod. I know. I was so <laughs> excited. I was just like, let me tattoo your name in. Um, it's, <laughs> I was excited. I'm excited. Um, is there anything going on with else the Florida Department of Health that um, we can get involved in? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things we can touch base on. Just related to the substance and opioid mm-hmm. issue, um, we still do have uh, Narcan, um, naloxone, that, okay. that people can come into the health department and request and pick up. People can just get it in that way if you mm-hmm. have somebody that overdoses. On, if, if right, you, you can use yeah. Narcan. And it's, you know, if you know somebody that you're worried about or if you just are in a, you know, mm-hmm. you work with the community in some form or fashion where you might come across somebody that, that might need it, you know, you have it. Um, you can, like I said, come into the health department, pick it up, no questions asked. So that's our that's Fairfield wonderful. site, our downtown site, mm-hmm. and up at the north side, um, old palafox site we have some That's at right. all of those locations nice. yeah. so now are you guys looking for volunteers either of y'all um, so, or EMT, you're probably looking for EMTs. You're looking for workers. Oh, I mean, I'd love more staff. <laughs> no, that's what I say. We, well, I'm sure we've got we've got positions open at the health department that are paid. So. There you go. Right, right, right. I always forget. Yeah, <laughs> people like money. Go to people first. <laughs> my my Florida people first, um, and that is the state job website, and you can apply there. Very nice. 
Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Joey, for joining us today. We really appreciate you. We really appreciate what you do so much. And uh, we, will we have you on again? Do you know your next time? I don't know my next time, but it will be next month. Oh, I can't wait to see you. Thank you again. All right. Thanks. Thank you again. Thank, thank you, Joey. Your home for Brian Kilmeade. Weekdays 11 to 1 is News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. Exoneration. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. Former President Trump teasing his next move after a fourth indictment, this time in Fulton County, Georgia, where 18 others are charged along with him, accused of a criminal enterprise to overturn election results. The former president says a, quote, large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on 2020 presidential election fraud in Georgia is almost finished. On his Truth Social account, President Trump claims the report will completely exonerate him after its release at a news conference in New Jersey Monday. Elected officials from both parties have continued to deny the election was rigged against the former president as they've refused to overturn the election results that went in favor of President Biden. Fox's Ryan Schmelz in Washington. An attorney for Trump says he will meet a deadline to surrender to face the new charges, also reiterating his run for president will continue because he loves the country. Republican presidential hopefuls still descending on the Iowa State Fair, where there's tough talk on China from South Carolina Senator Tim Scott a short time ago. We need to stop the Chinese, though, the Chinese Communist Party, from buying our farmlands, number one, spying on our kids and stealing our jobs and our supply chain. Scott says he'd go toe-to-toe with President Xi. President Biden argues his policies have led to a manufacturing boom and billions in private investment for the U.S. economy. He's taking his Bidenomics pitch to Wisconsin today. They're still fighting some fires on Maui. This fire has been especially difficult to put out for firefighters because it's been burning in very rugged terrain. Right now, it's only 65% contained. Really, just another area of destruction on an island that has already experienced so much loss. Fox Weather's Max Gordon, the fires 